Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. And I'm feeling a little bit sleepy today, a little bit tired, a little bit mundane, and it's snowing outside, and it's just one of those days where I'm trying to wake up this morning. But lo and behold, first of all, there was a ridiculous amount of listens in the first 19 hours since I did that last podcast, so you're making me put another podcast out. You guys might have to get a life with all these people listening to the podcast every single day. Um, But I guess that's what happens when the team starts to win. And the way this team won yesterday, people are excited, I think. And I'm starting to think that, I mean, on paper, um, you never know what's going to happen in a season, right? Um, But if you look at young teams like the Seattle Seahawks last year, for instance, or even throw the Jaguars in there, Um, The Seahawks traded their starting quarterback. They just brought some guy off the shelf to pitch or to start, you know, a quarterback. And um, they ended up going nine and eight last year. And they did it by just signing a few smart free agents with the money that they let go from their quarterback. And also um, they used the draft picks they got when they traded um, Russell Wilson. So you really never know what's going to happen in sports. I mean, look what happened with Florida Atlantic just a few months ago. Just, well, it's April, right? So just last month at March Madness, or a few weeks ago, actually, um, they got to the finals in the NCAA basketball tournament. And nobody would have expected Florida Atlantic to do that. But it's one of those things where once a team starts believing in itself, you know, they manifest things to happen. And you can ride that wave for a long time. And I think that's what's going on with these Pirates is they're feeling good. You know, first of all, the guys they brought in in the offseason have all done a good job. Um, Andrew McCutcheon has done a good job, not just at the plate, um, but getting this team to to have fun again and relax and um, feel good about winning. Um, Carlos Santana has really led by example. Um, He's played great in the field, and yesterday, it's got to be one of the highlights of the year, he legs out um, a um, safe at first base uh, to avoid a double play, and that's something that the Pirates always didn't always do, even early this year, but definitely last year as far as like running out all their hits. Um, So you bring a leader in, like Carlos Santana, who's really playing well. And he's gotten beat up a little bit this year too. But he's really playing well for his age and um, playing good defense, being smart at the plate, drawing a lot of walks, and doing the right things, you know? Fundamentals, he's doing all the right things. I don't know what you do at the trade deadline with Carlos Santana because the thought was he was a flip guy. You're going to bring him in and you're going to flip him. But if Carlos Santana is the leader of this team, along with Andrew McCutcheon, um, you can't, you don't want to trade him at the deadline. It'll just be interesting to see what they do. You know, it'll be interesting to see who they, what they do at the trade deadline. Um, if this team keeps winning or if this team stays respectable um, up to the point in July. And I don't see why they can't ride the wave for a while longer. Um, the, the schedule continues to be easy the rest of this month, as I mentioned. It's not always easy going into Colorado, but this team is not very good at all. 
uh, and things are bouncing the Pirates' way. Um, Rodolfo Castro hit a, you know, eight out of ten times a double play ball, and it didn't even take a bad bounce. But the shortstop missed it. Um, he ended up getting a double on it because of the hustle of the runners, and because you're in Coors Field as well, and you got that big outfield. But I mean, things like that just kept that rally going, right? It kept you um, putting runs on the board and really having a laugher to where you could throw your guys out, your pitchers out there that you're not real confident in, um, like Will Crow and um, Jose Hernandez. You know, I don't think they're real confident in that guy, but they, I'm sure they want to keep him on the roster the whole year um, because they believe in his arm long term. And they want to, um, they don't want to give him back. You know, I don't think they want to give him back. So you got that going on with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, you have a big win yesterday, a blowout win. Um, McCutcheon had a home run to get it started. And Sawinski had a home run to finish it off. Um, and Sawinski is starting to swing the bat a little bit better. They hung with him. Um, and he's gaining confidence and starting to swing the bat a little bit better. And I don't know if he's going to be, um, you know, a major league player for several years. Um, but he has looked better for sure the last week or so. Um, but some of these guys they brought in have done really well. Um, Carlos Santana, for sure. Um, Andrew McCutcheon, absolutely. You know, not just what he's done with the at-bats, but what he's done with um, just this team. You know, and making it fun again and bringing some fans back, by the way. Um, I know there were some fans that came back this year to watch McCutcheon. And then some of them have stayed. And there's more and more fans. And it's probably why we got so many listens, um, you know, the last couple of days. But um, these fans have stayed on board um, because they came for McCutcheon. And, you know, they stayed for good, exciting play and winning ball games. Uh, and even though they didn't win that series in St. Louis... I'm still impressed with that series. Um, St. Louis lost again yesterday, by the way, um, and they are not off to a good start. But I just don't, you know, you play 162 games, right? I just can't see how this St. Louis team, um, they have to finish in at least second place in this division. I just don't see how over 162 games with all that talent and all that young talent, even though the pitching's not that great, um, how they could not finish at least in second place. You know, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, the Cubs won big yesterday. Um, they are in second place um, just by percentage points over the Pirates. Um, but I don't see why the Pirates can't keep this excitement going. I mean, you wouldn't think that these players that they have on their team would be able to do this. But again, if somehow you can sustain really good pitching from um, uh, Oviedo, you know, who was the surprise this year, um, from Roanzi Contreras, who's the young gun, and from Mitch Keller, who has turned it around after three bad years, and they really need to extend him, you know, if they're gonna, if he's gonna be around in a couple years, you got to figure out what you're gonna do with some of these things, you know, especially if you're winning now. You know, are you going to flip Carlos Santana? Um, it would be not good for the clubhouse if you flip a guy who's led by um, example, you know, with his defense and his hustle early this year. 
and a guy who has the ability to pop one, you know, he could play for a couple more years. There's no reason you couldn't extend Carlos Santana a year or two. Um, you don't have, it's not like you have any first baseman waiting in the wings, any starting first baseman waiting in the wings. So, I mean, if you were building a team here, I would think that that's a guy you would want to extend, you know, and you could, you could announce it pretty early, you know, um, we have, um, extended Carlos Santana through next year. That's all you need to do. By that time, maybe you have someone, um, younger you want to bring in to play first base, but if you want this team to win, you're going to need these veteran guys around, right? Uh, and Carlos Santana is a guy you want to keep around. You probably want to do the same with Connor Joe. I was watching the um, Rockies broadcast yesterday because I always watch the um, visitors broadcast. And they were saying how um, there were fans there to welcome Connor Joe back. That people really love Connor Joe. And the announcer said he's got the strongest wrists in baseball. I guess he is known for like... Um, check swing doubles or something like that. Just things we don't notice about Connor Joe because he was never on our team before. But could you have gotten off to a much better start than Connor Joe? You know, hitting well over 300, I believe. Um, getting on base, good base running. You know, he hasn't made mistakes in the outfield. Um, he is a guy that was a first round pick of the Pittsburgh Pirates. And a lot of people didn't like him. Uh, I saw a lot of comments on Twitter you know, Connor Joe is not good. Why are we bringing him here? We have our own guys. This is kind of the mistake that fans make. It's not just Pirates fans, but you hear so much about your own prospects um, that you don't want to bring other guys in, you know, to necessarily um, take their jobs, to block them. But prospects aren't always better than the guys you can bring in. And I said this when we signed Connor Joe. I like the trade, and I was like, at least this guy has 600 and some at-bats in the majors. And at least he's done some good things with that, at, you know, with those at-bats. Um, I didn't really know much about him as far as watching him play. Um, but I just saw that, you know, his numbers weren't that bad for a young guy. That has been a really good trade. Um, we got rid of some third-round pitcher that uh, may be doing well this year. I have no idea. But not, not a likely candidate to be a starter you know, for this team. But if you look at what we have, you know, with those three starters and Rich Hill is battling out there and if our guy Vinny is occasionally giving you good starts and we can keep those guys healthy and even if one of them gets hurt and we have to bring up Luis Ortiz, um, Luis Ortiz certainly has the ability to keep you in games. Um, is there any reason to think that this team cannot keep doing it and I think all you have to do is look back to um, the Jaguars last year, look back to the Detroit Lions last year, and look back to the Seattle Seahawks last year, three teams that all had winning records, and then look back to a very small team that had never been in the NCAA tournament before. Florida Atlantic makes it all the way to the finals, not just the final four. They won a game in the final four. So you never know what's going to happen in sports. And this has been a theme of ours um, a lot of this season. Um, because a lot of the predictions were off. Um, you never know what's going to happen in sports. Um, people weren't picking Mark Mathias to get four hits yesterday. In fact, he's another guy that a lot of the fans were saying, um, we hate this guy. He is Josh Van Meter 2.0. And he had done well in Indianapolis. Um, the only reason that people were 
cold on Mark Mathias is one, we wanted our own prospect up there. Um, the reason I didn't like Mark Mathias is he hasn't played a lot of games at second base, but he hasn't really made a lot of errors at second base. You know, he hasn't made that many mistakes. And now that he's got four four for five yesterday in Colorado, you can't complain about his hitting that much either just because he got off to a slow start. I mean, he's just a guy who's a little bit older than your prospect prospects, um, who was batting really well in AAA. And then he showed that maybe he can do it. You know, maybe he can hit at the major league level. I think we were just so used to guys coming up um, on Ben Sherrington teams like Kai Tom, you know, who may have done well in AAA, um, like um, the uh, Japanese guy that we had last year, that Hoy Park, that may have done well in AAA, and then seeing these guys just do really bad in the major leagues. Um, and that includes um, the uh, shortstop that we just brought up, or the second baseman that we just brought up, Marcano. Um, he had 200 at-bats last year, and they were really bad at-bats. You know, and people were ready to give up on him. I like his glove. You know, I don't know if he's ever going to hit. But, I mean, that's the guy I would be playing at shortstop. Um, but, hey, to his um, credit, um, Rodolfo Castro has been doing an, an okay job. I mean, he had an error yesterday, two days ago, um, that Marcano saved him on. But he hasn't really been shitting the bed defensively, uh, which, is, which was my fear with Rodolfo Castro. So how long can they keep this going? You know, the series with St. Louis was certainly something to gain confidence with. Um, the series with Boston was certainly something to get people excited about. Uh, even though Boston, I don't know if they're that good this year, um, but they did come back and win three in a row after the Pirates series. Fact is, you're getting it done. You know, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. You're really getting it done. And last, somebody made a good comment on Twitter that, Last year, they were on the other end of a lot of games like this. And that's true. They were getting clobbered a lot last year. Um, their record could have actually been worse last year. If you look at the, um, the X record, I don't know. It's another one of those um, things where they, uh, they use um, predictability or predictives to predict what the actual record should be. Um, the record was only predicted for like 57 wins last year based on their run differential, you know. So they could have lost more games last year. And you've got to think that they're starting to gain some confidence and they're going to be battling. And how long it's going to last, I don't know. But for you guys, you might as well enjoy the ride. You know, like I told you, I'm just covering this team. I don't really care one way or another, you know. I'm happy for Connor Joe. Uh, I'm happy Rich Hill settled down. You know, I'm happy for Mark Mathias. Um, and really for guys like um, Jiwon Bay to show off his speed, you know, I feel good about that guy. Um, you got to feel good about Oviedo turning it around and really taking it to his um, previous team that didn't trust him as a starter. Uh, I always loved Rorenzi Contreras and Mitch Keller turned it around. And how do you not feel good for cuts? So, I mean, there's a lot of good players on this team that are easy to root for. Uh, and Carlos Santana is right up there, you know, and Connor Joe is right up there. They just put together, they had a great offseason. You have to say that, you know, at this point, they had a great offseason. Even if not everybody is contributing great, um, just those guys, you know, that I just mentioned, um, 
really have energized this team. And especially those top three guys that they added really have energized this team. Um, McCutcheon, number one. Um, Number two would have to be um, Carlos Santana. And number three, don't shortchange the guy, Connor Joe. You know, nobody really was excited about Connor Joe. Um, I saw a lot of people tried to put his metrics up there and said Connor Joe is not good and all this stuff. You can't go by metrics with a young guy. Because you never know when they're gonna um, when they're gonna come around. You know, we talked about that. You never know when a guy's gonna develop, especially when he's gaining confidence. And you really can never count out a guy count out a guy like Jack Sawinski who has that kind of power. But it's not just the power with Jack Sawinski. The guy just believes in himself, and he's just gonna keep working and working and working. And I don't know if it's gonna work for him, but I do know that. Um, he was always going to give it his best effort and put the extra time in. And Jack Sawinski came up, and it was a garbage time home run yesterday. He finished off the um, scoring, but it was sure nice to see him now with four barrels in one week. And, you know, these barrel things, you don't really get a lot of those. You get a lot of um, balls that you just miss and you pop up or you um, ground out, you know, or whatnot. Um, but yeah, he has had um, four balls in the last week that he barreled up. Um, one was the um, sacrifice fly. Um, one was just a really long, one was a home run. One was a really long fly ball. Um, and I think he's had a couple hits, including that home run yesterday. So at least four barrels in one week is actually well above um, it, for these ones that they actually call barrels or whatnot. I believe that's actually above the average. Um, because it's really hard to barrel up balls like that, you know, and that you have to hit it pretty hard, I guess, um, to get in your barrel rate. Uh, I don't know a lot about it because I don't follow those sort of advanced metrics, but I do know that he, his bat is coming around. I know that key Brian Hayes is always going to give you a good glove, um, and his bat is starting to come around. And these metrics people think that they're geniuses, you know. It's like, look, key Brian Hayes' um, OPS for his career is like 689. This year it was like 590. You don't have to look at all these metrics to know that he's going to pick it up a little bit, you know? All you have to do is watch the game and say, "Hey, he's swinging the bat a little bit better, you know? He's hitting into some tough tough luck." I mean, if you actually watch the games, there's no reason to follow all these metrics unless you're a general manager of a team, you know, and you don't get to see the guy that much or whatnot. You know, and you want to make sure that your eyes aren't lying to you. Um, But, I mean, as a fan, you don't need to watch all these metrics. You don't need to know what, um, you know, what the launch angles are on every single swing. Um, You could just watch the game like people have been watching the game. Like I've been watching the game since the 1970s when I was a kid. You look at a guy and you say, he looks like he's ready to come out of his slump. He's putting some good at bats together. I don't need to go on Baseball Savant to figure that out, you know. He looks like he's hitting into some tough luck. Um, I think he's going to come around, you know. Or, man, everything's going well for this guy in his um, 10-game hitting streak, you know. Everything he hits is falling in, you know. That's probably not going to keep keep going. I mean, you really don't n- need any of these advanced metrics to watch the game. But, hey, if that's what floats your boat, right, if that's what really turns you on, and a lot of these young fans like that, be all for it, you know. I really don't care, you know, if that's what gets you to watch the game, gets you to come to the games, that's fine. I'm sure they, um, 
you know, the guy who's running baseball feels the same way, you know. If that's what you're into, we'll start putting that on the scoreboard. But I'm just telling you, you don't need all that stuff. You know, all you need to do is watch the games and you'll figure out, you know, who might, who's putting good at-bats together and who might be coming around. Um, you don't need to look at all these rates and the BABIPs and all this stuff. Um, so, I mean, that's basically where we're at with the Pittsburgh Pirates. At this point, we're just wondering how long they can keep it going. It's not a question of, are they off to a hot start now? Um, you could say that they haven't played a team with a winning record, which is true. Um, but they played in St. Louis and got a four-game tie, and every game was close. So I don't subscribe to that, you know? Um, they went into Boston, who I think only has an 8-8 eight and eight record now, um, or 8-9 and nine or something like that because they lost that cold game yesterday, and say they haven't played a team with a winning record. But I don't subscribe to that, um, at least with the Pirates. Um, they haven't played all their games against the A's and the Reds. You know, they have played in Boston and they played in St. Louis. And those are not easy um, places to win. So they've won two series. They've lost two series. And they've tied one series. And their record is 10-7. and seven. But the way they won this game yesterday um, has gotten people a little more excited. And a few more people have jumped on the bandwagon. And why not? You know, why not jump on the bandwagon? So um, let's see. We got a couple guys just haven't been doing well in the minor leagues. Um, and they still have to turn it around. Um, Kyle Nicholas goes tonight. He's got a 9 ERA this year. And then um, we're going to have another star coming up later this week from Quinn Priester, who has a 6.08 ERA this year. So we want to see those guys turn it around um, for next year. Um, because it's likely that um, we're not going to have Vinny next year and we're not going to have, um, you know, uh, Rich Hill next year. And I don't know um, if they're going to extend Mitch Keller. But now that this team is doing well, we really got to think about what is this team going to do with the trade deadline? Are they going to flip Connor Joe or are they going to keep Connor Joe? Because if you want to build a winner, you would want to keep him. Are you going to flip Carlos Santana? Or are you going to keep Carlos Santana? Because if you want to keep a winning team or build something, you want to keep him at least through next year. And God forbid they're going to flip Kutch. I just really don't think they're going to do that. I think Andrew McCutcheon is going to retire as a pirate. But man, if they flipped Kutch, it would just be really bad, you know? Um, and that's why I don't think they'll do it. Even if Ben Sherrington wants to do it, I don't think that... Um, the owner would let him do it, you know. He's bringing so much revenue and so many fans back to this team. And if you want to build a winner, you know, these are the things you got to do, including extending uh, Mitch Keller. So we'll see what happens. Always interesting. Always things going on. And now we're getting big blowout, exciting wins here at the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace out.